0: The courage to grow is business. The big small business show made possible by MTN Business, a new world of business.
1: And by Chartered Accountants of South Africa. Lead your industry with a responsible partner. Partner with the CASA today.
2: Welcome to the Big Small Business Show. Thanks for spending time with us. On the show, we have uh, our regular panel discussion, and that's where we assist entrepreneurs with any issues that they might be having in their business. Uh, as uh, per normal, I have our gurus with me uh, Manelisa, who is our marketing guru. Welcome.
1: Hi, Alon. Thank and you. And
2: Kumaran Padiachi, who, of course, is our finance guru. How's it? Well, good. How are you? Good, good, good. Now our guest today is Godfrey of uh, founder and CEO of Amaloba Landscaping and Horticulture Services. They offer landscape design, implementation and maintenance as well as interior plantscaping nationwide. They have also completed big projects in Botswana and Mozambique. Let's have a look.
3: Amaloba Horticultural is a business that provides services in landscaping installation design and maintenance, while also specializing in interior plantscaping and irrigation. Operating nationwide with a head office located in Centurion, the owner of the company, Godfrey Masigela, has successfully completed big projects in Botswana and Mozambique, equipping himself and the company with the capacity, expertise and ability to offer horticultural solutions to clients locally and internationally. Though he has been in the horticultural game for over 17 years, the journey of entrepreneurship has not been a safe and smooth one. But regardless of the ups and downs, he dedicates his everyday running of his company to his staff.
4: People used to tell me that, you know, who do you pay first to come month end? I said, no, my the employees. They said, no, you've got it wrong. I must, pay, I must first pay you. Must first pay yourself. Because you are the company. It's a, it's a, good, te- a good team that uh, are sort of uh, assembled, that is surrounding me. I've got uh, excellent people, very hardworking.
1: Amaloba, um, it's a company that is uh, employing people uh, with or without experience because we are doing uh, landscaping and maintenance and we are able to teach people who doesn't have any experience so we hire or based on experience or no experience that uh, it's not just a leader in this company he's like more of a father because he's
3: close very
1: close to his
3: employees established in 1999 as a black empowerment business and going through various structural changes Amaloba has made a turnover of over 30 million rand in the last financial year, employing a staff of over 500. With goals of expanding his business even further, Godfrey wants to find ways of financing such growth for the future.
4: The one year short term that I've got in mind and is to keep on taking in mind is how to structure the, uh, the trust for my employees and also um, the how to finance the growth. Because I'm a bit skeptical, you know, you you, you, you can have, you can have all these ideas, but if you do not have the financial backing,
2: it might be a problem. As you heard, Godfrey would like to establish an employee trust to include low-income employees in equity participation of the company. Welcome, Godfrey. Well, thank you. Oh, thanks for being here. Before I, I go f- for some <coughs> clarifying questions, I would like to make uh, two comments uh, first. And first of all, I love the fact that your, your garden I- is your advert there. I mean, it looks so immaculate, the garden at your offices. Oh, you. And second of all, though, whoever, you know, whoever told you you should pay yourself first, Keep away from that person. I think you're 100% right. All entrepreneurs know that we live and die by uh, our, our employees and we need to take the sacrifice and we, we serve them. So I, I completely agree with your, your philosophy in that regard. <laughs> so let, let me first understand now um, a couple of, uh, of the issues in, in the business. You've got 500 employees, are they full-time or do they come in on projects and, and leave? What is your full-time contingent?
4: Um, my full-time um, employees is five hundred. Full-time. Full-time employees. Sure. Um, as and when we get projects, that is when we hire um, extra uh, labour force. To assist on that pr- project, and after that they go.
2: And and how do you um, define big? You speak about big projects. What what what? How would you define a, a big project? A in terms of. Uh, a, r- a rand value and B in terms of maybe months to complete?
4: <coughs> you know, project if have, um, with rand value, like, like you rightfully said, we're looking at a million plus. Okay. So you find that a project for a million, it will take us uh, plus minus three months to, to complete. So, and uh, for that with the current uh, with the permanent employees, you can't do it. Otherwise, you will stretch. Um, Your employees, and you will end up sacrificing or compromising the uh, the the the, uh, your current clients. So it's always better to get a crew of um, uh, people that know what they're doing in landscaping, and get the casuals, and you, you execute the
2: project that way. Your your business is a low barrier to entry business, or perceived low barrier to entry business. How do you, um, when, when you get your work, how do you keep yourself unique? I, are you fighting on price? Or what, are you fighting on creativity? What is the, the means by which you compete? It's mainly uh, price. You know, and it's, it's not uh,
4: easy out there. You know, we have to learn our ropes um, as and when we, we, we go about Because, you know, um, it's not all about what you can do. It's all about price and um, without that you you can't you can get it
2: right. And, and y- you speak about now you're doing around 30 million turnover. I just uh, did some back of the cigarette box uh, calculations yeah. in terms of your costs and uh, made an assumption around your cost of sales. Um, are you profitable? Margins Margin are very low. Margins are low, yeah. okay. Alright. I think what we'll do is we'll take a break now after, th- after the break. We'll continue with more questions for Godfrey. Welcome back. Now our guest in studio today is Godfrey Masekhela who is CEO of Amaloba, which means uh, flower for those of you who don't know. I just learned that today. Um, Amaloba Landscaping and Horticulture Services. They offer landscape design, implementation and maintenance as well as interior plantscaping. Before the break we were getting a sense of uh, the, the workforce and. We established that that's uh, 500 permanent employees what is a big uh, contract uh, for the business to, to get and how they compete let's uh, go to you Mona Lisa
1: um, Godfrey in you speak um, your business speaks of implementation and maintenance so in those the v- I mean the value of projects let's say big scale projects do you sell both the maintenance and the implementation at the same time or is it optional extra to the client?
4: They are optional extra. Okay. In some instances, you'll find that um, you get uh, a landscaping project mm-hmm. of which you implement or construct, <coughs> and after that, the client will require you to carry on with the maintenance. Okay. But what we do, which is a normal, uh, I think it is uh, a standard in, in, the, in the industry, after you comp- completed the project, there is a three months free maintenance to see that uh, what you what you implemented. It's working and plants don't die and things like that. And after that, we commence with the um, a long-term uh maintenance. maintenance yes.
1: And then how do you market to your How do you at- attain your clients? Or is and also, is it mostly public or private clients that you work with?
4: Um, to, be, to be honest with you, at the moment, we is a word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, the clients that uh, we've done business with, the in the past and the current business, mm-hmm. so we um, and also from the newspapers. Okay,
0: and we, we hardly
4: advertise.
1: Okay.
0: What's the percentage of your revenue split with maintenance, which is regular income versus these projects?
4: Our regular in- income of maintenance is about uh, 12 million. S- okay, so it's about. So that is the constant income. Mm-hmm than you're looking at the, uh, the, b- the balance being the landscaping.
0: OK, so 40% of uh, your income is regular maintenance, yeah. a million rand a month s- approximately. Yeah. And is that, how long are those contracts for?
4: They, they vary. You know, you'll know, you find that if you look at the, um, the duration, some are left to four months, some are they just started. Could you sign some them up for
0: how long normally?
4: Normally it's two years. And do you, they get renew- some, you, like,
0: uh, you get some for three years, do they some renew. for five years. Yeah, they do. And two more important questions. You mentioned that you service clients all across the country. Yes. And then you also said projects you want financing for. So let's let's talk about the projects all across the country. How are you doing maintenance across or projects across the country, logistically, cost-wise?
4: We, we've got uh, an office in the Northern Cape. Um this is where we we have done our big uh, landscaping project there, so we currently uh, we just completed and we busy the maintenance so we set up a small office there to take care of that yeah. so the, the um I think the future plan is to expand that yeah. so we also have a um, project in Limpopo. we also have an office that's uh, fortunately it's almost where i come from mm-hmm. yeah. so and um the rural village, we've got a nursery. That is where we grow our plants and and that is where we operate the distribute.
2: Uh, before Before you jump in, I've got uh, questions relating to that. The nursery, your supply, what percentage of what you are using do you actually produce in terms of your own nursery? I'll say
4: 10%. 10%.
2: 10%.
4: You know, it it varies because you'll find that um, the projects that we we do design ourselves, we we try and use um, what we have. Mm-hmm. So unlike where you, you've got to go for a tender, then you specify specified. It's specified. The landscape architect do spec, and uh, fortunately, you know, um, most of the plants that we grow are indigenous. Looking at the trend these days. The country is crying foul of uh, drought. Mm-hmm. So we, we grow indigenous funds and we're lucky like that they, they speak as
0: such. You asked for advice on financing projects and then uh, the also trust. your employee trust.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know what your views on employee trust. My suggestion is that that's a highly technical thing, not complicated, but it's best. Uh, my advice would be to find two or three um, HR, employees, people that specialize in this. There's consultants, legal backgrounds that specialize in that and uh, evaluate the three of them, choose one and work with that. Mm. Um, I think there are other issues that I'm more concerned about than that aspect and I want to talk about maybe the financing and some other stuff. Yeah. Why do you need financing for projects? You know, sometimes you
4: find that you you, you get a project and um, you the, your financial muscle is not it's not that strong you'll find that you you take time to complete it and you know and as you know the time is money you, you've got people on site and you can bring the material uh, on on site in time and it, it becomes a problem and, and you know uh, more especially the projects are a bit far so to to to, to get plans they hiring trucks and all that, you know, they need uh, money up front to deliver uh, plants there. So it just becomes a problem. And it spreads, it spreads us, uh, it sort of spread us very thin and you find that at the end you, you struggle to
0: pay salaries at the end of the month. I not think you're overstaffed. Uh, I mean, it's great that you're employing so many people, but 500 full-time, I'm just working out what I think to be the average t- <coughs> salary for that uh, type of person and uh, times it by the 500. Yeah. And and for your turnover, it just seems you should be doing, you know, I mean, I'm not an expert in your game, but just my, normals, my normal bu- business modeling uh, a sense tells me this is your revenue is too low you got too many staff for what the revenue mm. doing and that's part one
4: part of the problem. Like, like I indicated you know our industry is labor-intensive mm. and most of the um, uh, the projects that we do most sp- especially in maintenance the amount of people are aspect so and the margins are, uh, are very low.
1: So when you say spec they um Th- there's certain people that are expected to be they've there. Got, they've got to be there.
4: Oh, okay. So, um, and also, if one goes to leave, you go to replace. Mm. So that is that is the that is how it is. Do
2: you have a retail element to the, uh, to the business where people can come by? That is my um, uh,
4: long-term plan. Okay, that's my long-term plan.
2: And last question for me is around the percentage of of your income that's public. Government work tenders, etc., versus uh, corporate private. or private sector. Um,
4: government, we I'll say um, forty percent.
2: And private sixty. And, well, and the private percent sector is sixty percent. No. That's great. That's great. Nice no. mix. Great. Right, it's. Uh, It's uh, time for a break now. Uh, My head is spinning. I hope uh, (laughs) you've got some answers and you've got some answers here for for the summaries. Uh, uh, While our heads are spinning, we'll be right back uh, with our summaries. Do stay tuned. A warm welcome back. Jeez. It's uh, summertime now, so it's a hot uh, welcome back. Our guest in studio today is Godfrey Masahela. He is CEO of Amaloba Landscaping and Horticulture Services. Now, they offer landscape design, implementation, and maintenance, as well as interior plantscaping. Before the break, we were getting uh, a, a better sense of the business uh, and uh, uh, how it's currently made up in terms of uh, wh- where the clients come from and uh, uh, so, some of the strategies in place right now. So for summaries, we're going to start with Mona Lisa.
1: Okay, Godfrey. I think um, just to, to speak to the marketing aspect, I'm a little bit hesitant because I think I'd like my colleagues to um, perhaps in their summaries just give a sense of you know, the concern around overextension in terms of the, the labor force. So I'm concerned that if I'm to give you marketing, um, you know, applications, it might overextend you further. And it seems that the word of mouth is is what you're currently reliant on. And I imagine, in terms of the public sector in particular, that one is is um, it's a response to 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 um, a, 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 you know requests from the public space. So I'm a little concerned about giving you marketing um, advice and then overextending. So it might only be relevant when my colleagues extend on the. Final Finances aspect of it, but what I would l- would like to say which is probably speaking to a long term I, I have a sense and maybe you know We don't have enough time that there's a missed opportunity <coughs> in terms of the nursery itself You said earlier that um, in terms of the actual business model you only utilize 10% of what you're growing So I'm I'm wondering no, what no,
2: no that was it wasn't it only produces 10% only
1: produces okay of still what, uh, still
2: uh, still uh, of what they use, use yeah. okay
1: still still relevant <laughs> in terms yeah. of where I was going I think there's a there's a missed opportunity in terms of alternative sources of income that are not reliant on you know the landscape projects and the maintenance thereof I think as you said it's a long term but I think there's a research opportunity particularly in terms of the plants that you are producing that may be in demand in other aspects that speak to you know horticulture and speak to to that industry that uh, may be an opportunity for you to support um, and achieve margins that are not um, concentrated on the extensive labor force that go with producing um, those plants. So that would be my advice that I think look at that opportunity and look at how best your nursery can be de- optimized um, over and above the actual business model that you are using it in. That that would be my advice from from mm-hmm. my side.
0: My My take is this that <coughs> Often strategy, uh, strategy can either be in you know, a business can be designed, thought about, or it can be by default. Uh, if it's by design, there's a bit of the entrepreneur's personality that fuses his way into that. And if it's by default or by accident, there's a lot of the entrepreneur's personality that comes into the default strategy. So there's three things I worry about here. One is that whilst it's noble, you are employing so many people, and you care for them. I can see the father figure, nature, the family, the building the homes, even lighting up now, and that's really. a great thing. But realize this, that you will put that at risk if you don't take care of the parts I'm just going to mention now. Um, so the very thing that is personal to you, is a good thing, but you're putting that at risk. And and you either your revenue is too low or you're employing too many people, whichever way. My sense is you're not going to want to reduce the number of staff, so you need to get that revenue mm. up at the right price. The second thing is that uh, on the personality side is the way you talk about pricing. You said, no, I compete on price and it was almost a resolved nature. And third was the way you referred to marketing. No, I don't market, I don't advertise, it's just word of mouth. I think that's coming more from you and that's doing a disservice to the business where you find yourself in now. So I would suggest that you you look at pricing and the markets you want to focus on otherwise you're in serious trouble. I would also advocate that you focus on certain geographic areas mm. because I think there's a lot of CPG and costs and profit loss in jump in going to different, too many different regions, just where the opportunity is. Mm. should rather focus more purposefully on that. So choose your markets, be purposeful on your pricing, and then you can focus on marketing after mm. that. But I started with that first part about the personality. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to uh, s-
2: slightly disagree on a technicality with with Kumar, and he's going to agree with me after I mention <laughs> it because okay. I know he meant it. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the the revenue versus the employees is 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 not the issue, because the issue is your ratio between the two. It's yeah. not what it is; it's the ratio. So even if you pick up the the, the turnover. Mm-hmm. The mental model will, will be that I need more, more people, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so, okay. so to me it 's a consciousness that 's why I say it 's a subtle uh, nuance on there is to me it 's about your productivity is, is that that is the space to go now, if they are as you said d- defining how many people you have to have, then the only working part you 've got left where, where there's cost involved is your management system is how efficient your management system is yeah. and how what the ratio is from a one manager to, to, to people, uh, that, that is where you can save costs there. So in those instances where they define the number of people, I would work very, very uh, hard on uh, improving my management system to get better efficiency out of that ratio. The second, the second place that I think uh, where money goes is the speed to execute. So, by the way, I'm agreeing with you in terms of, I think the number of employees is the wrong number uh, for for the turnover. But I don't want to go there because it's mentioned. But the speed of execution is the other space. So, if you look, you know, you'll see in certain environments, if you go, for example, to a hotel in in, uh, Scandinavia, you'll see a whole breakfast area and there's one person running one person running that whole place. You come to South Africa and there are 15 people running that whole place. Same sure area still poor. Um, okay, <laughs> and, and they, it just is one, uh, one is using one person who's paid a lot more and here they're using 15 people. Okay. So to me that's the mental model is, is, is uh, um, the speed to execute. Is how you look at when you get a, a job. You, if you do, could do it in 20 days, how do you do it in 19 days? And start shaving off, mentally shaving off one day at a time till eventually you can do what you used to do in 20 days in 15 days now. And you can still charge because you know your competitors are charging at the 20-day uh, execution. But you, ex- you're finishing in 15 uh, 15 days. So the last piece for me is around retail, uh, which you say is you're, you're there's higher margin in retail. Uh, it's a different competency and it will re- require an investment, which you might or might not have, but it'll give you the, the freedom, di- the, the cash perhaps to, uh, to use to, to fund the business. Added to that, I would uh, uh, think about one other thing, and I've seen this happening now, particularly in the agricultural space where they're using agricultural space for eventing. In other words, between the vineyards or in the, in the where the plants are, they put tables, and people have lunches uh, amongst the, uh, within the nursery, not, not as a separate thing, but actually in the, in the nurseries. There's a trend happening now around that globally. So that will then provide additional margin which you can use to fund. Okay, well that's it uh, for today on the hour version of the show this week. I'm joined by Mona Lisa Zwabila, who is CEO of the Riverbed Agency. And during this Psyche of Success interview, we're going to discuss her amazing journey as an entrepreneur, including her company ethos called Greater Good. This is followed by an interview with Keir Schneiders Schneiders from uh, Flixwitch, and we're going to discuss the darker side of the IoT industry, that's the Internet of Things. Until next time, from all of us, it's goodbye. Remember, if you think it, write it down, and make it a reality.
1: Big Small Business Show is brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa. Transform the future of your business. Partner with the CASA today.
0: And the courage to
3: grow is business. MTN Business. A new world of business.